WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Live on this Friday, February 9th, it is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in on social media at 1210 WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Dawn Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Kind of a slow day yesterday, folks. Not much stuff coming out. I don't know how we'll get to 10 o'clock. We're just going to limp along for the next four hours. Dawn, how are you? Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday indeed, Gregory. Uh, time of death, uh, uh, 4.50 Around 4.50 p.m. yesterday. Autopsy reports have been revealed courtesy of Greg Stocker. That was the, uh, that's the Biden 2024 campaign. Oh, my gosh. What a day. What a day. What a day. You know, I don't, I don't know if, if, if you were to say, could it go any worse for Joe? And could it be any better for his opponent? I think yesterday <laughs> might have been that day. I mean, yesterday was a huge day, a great day for Trump, because, I mean, that's, that that Supreme Court argument was it it could quite possibly go nine nine nothing. That is correct. They are it, the liberal judges. Yeah, the liberals. Katanji. Yeah, the Biden <laughs> appointees. The liberal judges were harder on the prosecution or whatever you call it, the anti-Trump side, uh-huh. than the conservative judges were. It, that was, it was a smackdown. It was really something to see. It was the SCOTUS smackdown of those Colorado attorneys. So, so between. Woo. Between that and then this Biden DOJ report and then him coming out and just... I mean, all I can say, all I can say is that... He he means well, Joe. He means well. At least this didn't happen to him in October, Mm -hmm. like the Comey thing did for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Because if it did, then it would be 100% lights out. What a day. (laughs) This is is like 98% lights out. Yeah. Folks, get ready. We're going to have a good one today from Joe's documents to his... State of well-being or lack thereof to what we rolled out last night. What was the point of that? SCOTUS skepticism. We've got the cut sheet. We've got a Disney keyword at 8.30. And oh, by the way, Sean Farage at 9 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, that's the show right there. A lot of greatness piled into four hours. All right, let's get to it. Round number one of the news at 6.04. The great Dawn Stensland on this Friday morning. And good morning. We are sponsored on this 38-degree morning here in Kale & Company News Live, sponsored by Turn 7 Liquidation. So let's get to it. It's a a gruesome task for those officers in East Lansdowne. This is Delaware County. Six people from the same family are presumed dead inside the home, including the apparent gunman. That's from a surviving family member, a grandparent. So this morning we know that three bodies, including that of one of the children, as well as a gun, were recovered from the charred rubble that happened yesterday afternoon. And the alleged 
shooter in this situation has been identified by his own mother, by the grandmother, as 43-year-old Con Lee, that according to her. So this is the story of a family living in this home in Delco, a mom, a dad, the grandparents, as well as three children. And ultimately, we're learning that Lee's father, the shooter, the grandfather, um, made that initial 911 call to police after his older son reportedly shot one of the daughters in the family, young daughter. And then the grandparents ran to safety outside the home. So that was what precipitated that 911 call to the police. Those police fired upon. We're also learning the identities of the officer. In all, they say um, that the grandparents survived, but Brittany McLaughlin Lee, the shooter's, the alleged shooter's wife, as well as their three young children, Nikayla, 13, Natyla, 17, and Xavier, 10 years old, all presumed, presumed dead. Just tragic. Entire family. Unbelievable. So then, obviously, then after the shooting happened, they dragged, we've told you the story this week, they dragged the police officers away, thank God. They rushed them to the hospital. A lot of heroics here. Ultimately, those officers surviving the situation. But then that fire erupted, and that's why it's taking so long to, ultimately, they had to get the fire out, and now they're sifting through the lump, the rubble as that's why they've they've recovered the three bodies expected to they're still searching this morning just a, a tragic story as far as the officer shot and wounded outside this home officer david scalza he's of the lansdowne police department and john Meehan of the east lansdowne department that we're told they continue to improve a lot of prayers for them so we know that the first officer i mentioned officer scalza he was released from Penn Prez Medical Center in the afternoon. He was treated for that gunshot wound to his leg. As far as the other officer, 44-year-old Officer Meehan, he's still in the hospital. He was awaiting surgery that for that gunshot wound to his left arm. So the, the question here, why? What's the motive? What led to this entire situation? One of the, gra- the grandparents say that they came to the United States back in 1981, came here legally, had lived in the area for some 40 years. It's believed to the child, the children, the little kids went to schools in the William Penn School District and officials releasing that statement say that they're gathering information. They will be providing counseling for the other school children who knew them well. And we heard some of the reaction. So ultimately, though, we do not know what the motive was in this case. The grandparents saying there were no signs of mental health issues because, of course, that was one of the questions from law enforcement. Yeah, of course. We have nothing like that. All right. So a a real tragedy there as well. We have a a driver sentence following that deadly illegal car rally, so-called, down the Jersey Shore in Wildwood. So you may recall that we had told you about the situation back in November. The driver accused of killing two people during one of those illegal car rallies, as they say, Wildwood, New Jersey. This is Gerald White pleaded guilty, sentenced to 25 years behind bars on charges of aggravated manslaughter as well as aggravated assault. So ultimately, it all happened back in September of 2022. That's when this whole thing started. 
And ultimately, they say that Gerald White, the one who pleaded guilty, was involved in that crash on Atlantic Avenue during the unsanctioned. It was an H2OI rally. Remember they were having all those rallies and the car rallies? Is that and where they, they were doing? Swarm. Yeah, where they were doing like donuts in the parking lot yes. and being very disruptive. Yeah, it was yeah. bizarre. Yeah, I remember that. And they would gather on social media. So ultimately... Uh, this guy's, you know, this guy is spending, expected to spend obviously decades behind bars and pleaded guilty in that one. And we have obviously a ton of national news for you today. A lot of, a lot of goodies, a lot of treats of Donald J. Trump easily winning the Nevada Republican caucus last night. So I know we'll be talking about that. Trump speaking out from Mar-a-Lago yesterday before he headed to Nevada. And that was right after those great Supreme Court rulings. That's all going on. And, of course, the Joe Biden sound as well. The <laughs> audio. <laughs> Can't wait for all these all these nuggets on Friday. Um, I just will quickly mention to you some our local uh, native, obviously, the Lakers releasing that statue of Kobe Bryant, um, who was killed in the chopper crash. A new statue of him. That has gone viral as well. We know that um, the Flyers beat the Winnipeg Winnipeg. And that was four to one at the Wells Fargo Center last night. Sixers are hosting the Hawks tonight at seven o'clock. Some sports headlines. A lot of um, Kelsey brother and Philadelphia Eagles news as well in yeah, I heard Vegas. A, I heard there's a football game coming up. Might on be Sunday. a little football game. Yeah. Who's going to be there? Will Mama Kelsey be there after all? We don't know. By the way, they're they're <laughs> expecting uh, sixty-seven point eight million people to gamble this weekend on the game. That's according to the American Gaming Association. How many? 67.8 million Americans anticipated Whoa. to gamble That's... In, in, in some shape or form, you know, like a, a prop bet. Will Travis Kelsey propose? Like, I mean, there's going to be at least one of those from what they're anticipating and a all-time record for gambling in this country. That's crazy. 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> yes, right. And no, 1-800-GAMBLER is not to give you any tips. No. It's, it's, it's seriously, they just said that they had record numbers on that, but they actually do help people out. So mm-hmm. that's great that you said that name. Um, let's talk about our forecast because that's the best news of the morning. 57 degrees for your high today. Some clouds this morning giving way to sunny skies for this afternoon, Friday. Then tomorrow, nearly 60 degrees, 59 degrees for your Saturday. It'll be uh, more clouds than, I don't know that any sun will peek through. Maybe at some points we'll have some bright skies. But the weekend looks cloudy, warm, unusually warm, with Sunday being 51 degrees. And then Monday, here comes the rain. Monday and Tuesday will cool off in the 40s. It's February, technically Valentine's Day weekend, Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday next Wednesday. So, It'll be a very warm spring-like weekend. Overstock emergency, turn seven, must liquidate to the bare walls immediately. No games, all name brand merch from the biggest online retailers, sacrificing up to 90% off. Turn seven, Philadelphia Mills, Morristown Mall, hurry. Turn seven liquidations, Kellen Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 611, Friday morning, let's get to one last big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. And it's brought to you by American Heritage Credit Union. The Big Take this morning, undeniable decline. Does President Joe Biden have dementia? Despite no official diagnosis, it is the belief of many, if not millions of Americans. But one thing that is 100% factual is that 
Joe Biden's decline is undeniable. You cannot dispute that. And yesterday might have been the biggest blow to his reelection efforts. A devastating DOJ report says that Joe Biden is, quote, an elderly man with a poor memory, and he does not remember when he was vice president, nor does he remember when his son died. Those were the most damning quotes in the DOJ's report after they arrived at the conclusion that there will be no charges against Biden in his classified documents case. We'll get to the documents portion of the report in a few minutes, but right now, the most pressing takeaway is the confirmation of what we've all been talking about publicly. This man is not fit to serve another day, much less another term. And the Biden administration must be in absolute scramble mode after years of denying this decline. Or perhaps this was all part of the plan. Special counsel Robert Hur saying that Biden is a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. It would be wise for the Trump campaign to pounce on this moment as more evidence of Joe's weakness, fragility, and inability to lead the United States of America rises to the surface. Here's an excerpt of the report on Joe's cognitive collapse. Quote, in his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. Quote, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? End quote. And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. Quote, in 2009, am I still vice president? End quote. He did not remember, even within several years, when his son Bo died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. But remember, just one month ago, Dr. Jill Biden got on TV and said her husband is still on his A-game. Here was her one-on-one with MSNBC. Listen and watch. Your husband is 81. At the end of the second term, he'd be 86. As his life partner of 46 years, is there a part of you that is worried about his age and health? Can he do it? He can do it. And I see Joe every day. I see him out, you know, traveling around this country. I see his vigor. I see his energy. I see his passion. Mm, vigor. Maybe he took advantage of our Blue Chew deal here at Kalen Company and used promo code 1210. Seems like the special counsel begs to differ on the vigor, Doc. And you would think that this would be the difference, perhaps in swing states, and how the 2024 election will be decided, right? And then we have the other portion of the special counsel's report from yesterday, that Joe Biden will not be charged in his classified documents case. But let's revisit Joe last year, sitting down with ABC World News tonight. Listen and watch this. One word you used when you when you hear about boxes in your garage or in your old office, you, you called the Trump discovery irresponsible. Is there something irresponsible here, though, too? You know, you're a good lawyer, but you're trying to make a, a comparison. Her and his team arrived at the conclusion that Joe Biden had, quote, willful retention of classified documents, yet no charges yesterday. Why? Well, because he's too old. He's mentally not with it. Is he a Democrat? Yes, he is. Different rules for different fools. How does someone retain classified documents, tell his ghostwriter, and then avoid prosecution? Oh, and yes, comparisons will be made. In fact, they've already begun. In the Trump documents case, two Mar-a-Lago employees were charged with obstruction for merely moving boxes. Yet in Biden's case, 
unbelievably, his ghostwriter deleted files after the special counsel was appointed, but won't be charged with destruction of evidence or obstruction of justice. Two-tier justice system, anyone? Well, her claims the following. Quote, we have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is somebody for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him. By then, a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Translation, guys, Biden got a get-out-of-jail-free card because he is coming off like your grandfather in an assisted living facility. Maybe Trump being sharp and with it at 78 is not a good thing in today's American political system. I think the Trump camp should immediately be banging the drum for this case to be dropped. Now, of course, that won't happen, but perhaps this is the blueprint to get a not-guilty verdict in the Mar-a-Lago case. But I think the lessons to be learned yesterday, it's beneficial to be a Democrat, deteriorating before your very eyes with the DOJ in your back pocket, delivering you break after break. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you want to jump in, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210 on social media at 1210WPHT. And, of course, on YouTube, The Big Take brought to you by American Heritage Credit Union, where you can choose the rate that works for you. Select the 13th, uh, 13-month IRA certificate at 5.25% annual percentage yield or a six-month certificate at 5%. Visit AmericanHeritageCU.org, federally insured by NCUA. Not a member? Join today. We'll come back at thoughts and reactions to what actually transpired yesterday with Biden, with the documents, with the basic observation that this guy is completely out on his feet. And then what about the plot twist from last night? Did Joe's ego allow him to self-destruct? Or was this a diabolical Democrat-assisted suicide? We'll get into that as we continue this morning. It's Nick, Don, and Greg, live here on a very, very busy Friday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. So just an awful day yesterday for the Biden administration. A great day if you are in the Trump of uh, the camp of Donald J. Trump. And let's get into this a little bit because this is, I think, probably the dagger. This is the nail in the coffin for Joe Biden. And if you think about it, the last week or so, maybe even less than a week, just think about everything that has transpired. He has now had conversations with not one, but two people that have been dead for a long time. That was like the the, the first thing that we saw in the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, one from 27, 28 years ago. And then, of course, he said he was discussing January 6th of 2021 with somebody that passed away in 2017. So those are remarkable uh, gaffes in their own right. Then yesterday, 
the special counsel, Robert Hur, comes out and they say, and Lawson kind of buried in all of this is the fact that Joe's really not going to be facing any charges here uh, for classified documents. But they arrive at the conclusion that basically he's too old. He's basically senile. He's not able to stand on his own two feet, so to speak, uh, in trial for, uh, you know, what he allegedly did or did not do. They arrive at the conclusion that, yeah, he's basically like Pop Pop, right? So we're, we're just going to let him go. And then last night we get the plot twist of all plot twists, which I think is the most fascinating part. Did Joe Biden just get angry and say, yeah, oh, I see the headlines. Gosh darn it. I'm going to go out there and tell him I'm still with it. Or. Did the Dems put him out there and basically ding, take ding, ding, Old ding, Yeller ding. out to the pasture? Ding, ding, did ding, did ding, they ding, take ding. him out behind the woodshed last night, yep. Dawn, and just finish him off? What I, happened last night? I uh, I choose, uh, Nick, I choose door number two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, to, that's that strikes me. First of all, it was way past his bedtime. So they what did they say, 745-ish, and then it was 8-ish. When have we seen him come out like that impromptu? I mean, the only time we even see him at that time of night are scheduled things like the State of the Union or as we're in a debate season with the election six weeks out. By and large, he is off the grid. We know his schedule typically calendar-wise is noon to four. So, you know, he's he's probably had his dinner. He's had his ice cream. He's watched Wheel of Fortune. And it's, you know, it's nap time. He's like Nick. (laughs) Right? Well, I'll read you just some headlines this morning. BBC, Joe Biden, a political hand grenade disguised as a report. Joe Biden's speech gaffe sparked speculation. Joe Biden should not only stand down as candidate, but as president. And so and I think notably the great hand grenade one, BBC, that was a great line. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, to your point, Nick, the fact that, that um, they let him walk out there at that hour when they're so controlled. I mean, they even had the Easter Bunny, remember, directing him. Usually they're so controlling, and all of a sudden they just say, yep, just go on out, Joe. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's play a little bit of this audio last night, because I, I think a lot of people were probably you know, checked out for the night, or maybe we're just trying to pay attention to anything going on in Nevada with Trump. And Joe Biden decides to address the assembled media well past normal business hours. And he got a little snippy with Peter Ducey. Uh, Greg, this is K3. Let's hear from uh, Joe Biden. Uh, what I'd probably say what in the 8 o'clock hour last night. Take a listen to this. Biden. Something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's uh, that's that's my memory has gotten worse, Mr. President. My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory. Take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. President, voters have concerns about your age. How are you going to assuage them? And do you fear that this report is only going to fuel further concerns about your age? Only by some of you. Mr. President, Mr. President. I think, I think that this was him 
acting on his own. It sounds. I mean, it's it's a, there's a very defiant, yep. combative, mm-hmm. fighting nature. I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure one way or the other. Um, I I thought initially that this might be like you know next level dem stuff. Like, hey, let's just finish him off now. This was a a damning day, but there could be. I think you might be right. I mean, I I think there's a valid case to be had that we know that Joe gets combative behind the scenes. He's not always like the the nice grandfather you see on TV. And you talk about a swamp creature of you know forty fifty years. I mean, if he did hear the headlines or if you know people were talking about it with him. Maybe he just got to the point where he's like, you know what, damn it, I'm gonna hold a, I'm gonna hold a press conference now, right? I have to say something, and and it's you know for the content of the show, <clears throat> I think it's you know it, it makes it interesting, and I think we're pointing things out. But as somebody who had you know several grandparents go through Alzheimer's, yeah, it's not a funny disease. No, it's it's, it's really a, sad. It's a horrendous, sad disease. Yep. Should we be playing these cuts of him? Mis, uh, mispronouncing things and getting things wrong. Is this like, like, are we just kind of? Well, what's worse is is it, it the the political people that trot him out that keep dragging yeah. him through this? Yeah. And oh, by the way, his wife included, right? Like, you know, his wife has been there and and you know probably pushing him to the finish line. We've seen what Democrats do. I mean, my God, Diane Feinstein, ninety years yeah. old. Um. You know, but I think as a public figure, it's just so obvious now that, like, you can't... Remember how nobody wanted to talk about it? Like, the New York mm-hmm. Times, the Washington Post, and then they started slowly catching up to where the rest of, 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 of the rest of us have been. It's like, all of a sudden, they all sent out the same bullet point memos and, like, the talking points. And it's like, all right, we all got to start talking about this. It's uncomfortable, but it's gotten to the point where it's necessary. But if... So you mentioned Alzheimer's because... That's a very specific diagnosis. Yeah. I I don't know would they be would they be compelled to tell that? I mean, I know that at the time they back in the day we heard that later Reagan, Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. had some dementia and some th- things that they hid, but are they I don't I don't even know that if somebody has full-fledged you know, Alzheimer's, which is much more than dementia, which is People have said, you know, he's look at his age. I mean, that would be normal to have a little bit of dementia. But does he have full fledged Alzheimer's, and do they have an obligation? You know what I'm saying? Well, well, let me ask you guys a question: Isn't there a is there a White House doctor? Can not right. we just say, hey, if he really thinks that he's all there cognitively, and he wants to convince the American people that, then why doesn't he just come out and say, I will take a cognitive test or whatever it well, is? Well, remember that test? Those results did come back. At the end yeah. of uh, 2023, when the doctor said, uh, "Oh, he's all uh, he cleared and passed every yep. test. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that." So, I mean, they're either lying to us, or he's just at the point where he clinically doesn't meet the diagnosis of whatever. But obviously, the evidence is like he's <laughs> deteriorating on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm not sure what the what the prerequisite checkpoints are for you to say, "Okay, this is absolutely dementia," or "This is this is Alzheimer's," or "This is." Parkinson's or, or, you know, any of these types of awful diseases that obviously, you know, could be the reason why you, you know, pass away when you're in your 70s, 80s or 90s. I don't know what Joe has. I just think it's absolutely fair game. And I try not to like, see, you know, when he screws some stuff up, it's funny. But there's there was a point yesterday watching him where I'm like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, just let the man go. Like, let him retire. To your point, I mean, you you didn't for me personally as just a respectful person, and I know you're 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 there. You're a reporter 
in a in a gaggle of reporters. But I don't know who came off worse, the media. Ultimately, after a while, it got to a point where it's it just it felt like you're saying, Nick, you, you as a human being, you know, we felt uncomfortable because the, this is a, a senior citizen, an elderly person, to your point. Mm-hmm. And it, it just the the reporters at some point but going after president. Right, he, he is the president of the United States. Right, it's not like, game. yeah, yeah. This is, of he's course, play, he's playing with they, people's lives. They it's have not, to. I mean, it's not our grandfather in an old age home, right? Right, and and the other point though it, that I feel is, I mean, I might have asked him, it, you know, Mr. President, you've been in Washington for a long time. <clears throat> have you ever experienced a Justice Department special counsel commenting on the on the memory or mental health of a president? Oh, that's a great point. Yes. I might have asked that question because it's a way to ask about his mental health right. with not because the reporters kept asking sort of the same question and, right. you know, kind of poking the tiger. And, and lost in all of this is no charges for it. We're not really yeah. talking about the fact that he's not being charged. We're talking about one of the main reasons as to why they've decided not to charge him. You know, that 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 you talk about, you know, the new lead story is is clearly his cognitive decline. So he goes on that little tangent last yeah. night, gives Ducey the business, says he's not forgetful. He hasn't slipped at all. And then he drops this gem as he totally botches uh, Egypt and Mexico oh when God. it comes to who's the president of said nation. Take a listen to this. The conduct of the response In Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. Here's the thing with that. I, where if you just looked at that, you could say, "Oh, look, we people mess up stuff all the time." Yeah, Trump it's, did the same thing with Turkey and Hungary a, a month the, ago. It's the pattern. It's this week alone. Yes, he said he had conversations with two people that have been dead for years. Yes, that's the issue, not this one gaff. It's that, it's yeah. it, it, if if it was anybody else, like I saw some. Um, I saw some reporter saying, "Well, uh, Jesse Waters had on uh, Christy Nome and introduced her as the uh, as the governor of South Carolina." Yeah, stuff like that happens all the time, oh, especially course. to people who talk for a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm this one instant on Biden is not worth scrutinizing. It's the pattern that's yes, worth scrutinizing. Right. It's it's where I mean it's really snowballed out of control right now. I mean he calls the leader of Egypt, Sisi, the president of Mexico. I mean to your point, it's the two conversations with people that have been dead and gone for a long time. And you know, this you talk about the pattern. I mean the pattern has been going on for a couple of years. And we go back and we Think about some of the montages and some of the highlights. Remember two summers ago when he was saying, where's Jackie at? You know, he he didn't realize oh, that, that Jackie a, yeah. was gone for uh, horrendous. She per- perished in a car accident a month horrendous. earlier. That's so. the, the, that. Yes, it's all of those things that you and 
that somebody has, you know, without divulging too much information, as somebody who 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 knew somebody who went through this at an older age, it, it doesn't just come on. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it just comes on all at once. But it's these things where you're talking to them and be like, oh, you told me that story already. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that story is 100% true. Yeah. And it's these little things right. that happen over a period of time. Mm-hmm. This is just going to get worse. Yeah. A lot worse. Yeah. So my question for you guys is... Do, is this his does this give him an out now to not run in 2024 i think this is a thousand percent the out to get out right now he, he can't run can he no and it's i i jumped to the conclusion that you were at a while ago that he would not be the nominee and i've been saying for about six eight weeks on this show now that i think joe will be replaced at the convention this summer after yesterday and last night I think that's accelerated. I think it happened sooner than the convention this summer. I think this is going to happen. I mean, I I don't. How do you recover from this? Because they can't just put him on mothballs and put him in the basement, right? Like it it would be another admission. They they can't do it. So they're gonna have to bring him out from time to time, and it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. He and oh by the way, the second straight year he's turned down the Super Bowl. So he can't do three-minute softball interviews. He can't debate Trump. He tries to go out there and claim he's with it and only shoots himself in the foot further last night. The only thing I'm at, the it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when he will be replaced and then what was the motive yesterday. We In a matter of hours, it's the report, and then he goes out there and complicates it even further. So we know he's delusional and delirious. It gets exposed. Then maybe the Democrats are like, you know what, let's trot him out. He'll he'll shoot himself in the foot, and now we have our our out. Now we can bring Gavin out of the bullpen. But he also dominant. Is this you know? And I never, Greg Stocker, you're a witness to this. I have never been a conspiracy theorist ever before. Okay. I worked with Greg Stocker, so I'm blaming him. <laughs> but I couldn't help but think of the fact that you know, remember the skiff, and he was blamed of having documents that nobody could figure out how he had him as a senator. And I couldn't help but picturing that movie, and I had to look it up, with um, Kevin Spacey, The Usual Suspects. Yeah. And it's, who is the mysterious crime lord, Kaiser So? Remember that Kaiser whole thing? Kaiser Soze? Remember that? Yeah, Unusual Suspects. Unusual Ka- Suspects. Kaiser Soze, yeah. Or Usual Suspects. In any unusual event, suspects. it was, um, at the end, he's like this nice guy, and he's limping, and he he's so likable, and they just let him go, mm-hmm. and he walks away, and then as he walks away, you see the the he he drops the limp. It was all a big act oh, you're to th- get away with it. Do you're you know thinking, what? Kevin I mean, Spacey. That's what that's what uh, that's what I see. You're taking your talking points from Trump because that that's what Trump uh, is. That what he said? Yeah, he he posted it on Truth Social. Did he, he doesn't he doesn't believe. Let me see if we can grab the truth social post. He says he doesn't believe Joe Biden as as a uh, doddering old man or whatever. Something something along oh, those that's lines. That's funny. Okay. Very interesting. It's a Gemini instinct right there. <laughs> if you want to jump in, 855-839-1210. Uh, let me play you this last clip. This is uh, CNN. This is uh, K10, Greg. After Joe Biden's speech last night, instead of arriving at the conclusion that this man just complicated matters, they wanted to talk about the courageous, heroic performance that Joe put on in a spot that is not necessarily... Um, Really uplifting for Joe's re-election bid. Listen to this lapdog excuse. 
Yeah. Uh, the stutter, God bless him. I mean, the man deserves a lot of credit for fighting through that in a very public way with yes. a camera aimed at him every second of every day uh, for someone to go through that and put up with it. You know, it takes a lot of courage. And he does, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, independent, uh, you know, people with hardships have to deal with hardships. Uh, he deserves a ton of credit for that. I first covered Joe Biden in Iowa in 1987. I was out there covering Governor wow. Dukakis yeah. and went to other events. He has never been a great communicator. Uh, but he is good in small settings, yes. and he's a good small talker, uh, and he puts you at ease if you're in a small group with him. He's never been great off the teleprompter. And All right, so that was uh, the Medal of Valor being uh, awarded to Joe Biden for his courageous efforts last night, according to uh, Mr. King from CNN uh, and Aaron Burnett. It's just a painful night all, all around for, for the Biden camp. It's just so funny because yesterday was, I started off saying this at 6 o'clock, mm -hmm. yesterday was a great day for Trump. Because yeah. that Supreme Court um, uh, decision, well, it's not a decision yet, but it could quite possibly be a 9-0 decision yeah. um, with the, with him staying on the ballot in Colorado. And the lawyers on the other side were just swatted down like flies. Yes, they were. Just not prepared for this. You know, we always talk about how uh, the media loves to say about, uh, you know, Trump's lawyers and how they come in to things ill-prepared for things yeah i didn't hear a peep from from any of them yesterday to say how ill-prepared these lawyers were no. to go up against the supreme court not one bit um so obviously he's going to remain on the ballot uh, as well he should and then this report coming out from the doj for biden is just mm -hmm. a horrendous day for unbelievable day biden and a great day for trump no question 855-839-1210 uh let's grab a call here we've got greg in chestnut hill greg good morning how are you hello nick greg and dawn first of all this is that was a complete acknowledgement of senility right <laughs> for everybody who doesn't pay attention they can now read it anybody who follows it from our side has known this for two years or three years or even more on the debate stage where one of the Castro brothers brought up the fact that, that his capa mental capacity was dwindling on the campaign. Two years ago, if you remember, two Easter's ago, the Easter Bunny had to save him. Yes. <laughs> remember that? Remember that on the lawn? Yep. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, and, and now he's talking to dead presidents, right? <laughs> so of other countries and prime ministers, now this comes out. They absolutely rip them in it, and any all that the other mainstream media now sees is they're picking on him because he's old. Mm -hmm. And now you heard that last jackass; he's trying to give him a <laughs> give him a bronze star. Yeah. You know, look how strong he. I'm like, what is wrong with? Him? I, I think people are finally seeing it. But yep. the problem is, the Republicans now have to fight backwards. They have to say, since he's senile. How long has he been senile, and who is really running this this show for? But herein lies the chess match, Greg. Do not call to invoke the 25th Amendment. You don't want to do that, I think, if you're the Republicans. You want this guy to continue to stay in the fight. Don't give the Democrats a more viable alternative. If they want to keep riding with Joe... You let him keep riding along. I would think that's the strategy here. Don't take the bait and start demanding that the 25th Amendment be invoked. 855-839-1210. Speaking of the SCOTUS and uh, Donald J. Trump, we will get to that story as we wrap up our number one next. It was a good day for Donald Trump and Colorado with his ballot hearing case. We're back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, my kitchen is the heart of my home. 
If your kitchen or bath is outdated, you need Kitchen Magic. They're local, family-owned and operated right here in Pennsylvania since 1979. Just schedule your free in-home design consultation today and bring your new kitchen or bath back to life. Kitchen Magic is the full-service remodeler I trust to quickly, beautifully, and affordably transform your kitchen or your bath. Right now, they're offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing, and you get 10% off your entire remodel. Visit KitchenMagic.com, offering 12 months, no payments, no interest. Wow. (laughs) KitchenMagic.com. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. Wrap your family in a comfort food hug with Hatfield's variety of marinated tenderloins, pork loin fillets, bacon, ham, ground pork, and sausage. With over 24 distinct flavors that can be ready in minutes, it's food you'll feel good about serving. Bring warmth and flavor to your table all winter with Hatfield. Visit simplyhatfield.com for recipes and to find a retailer near you. Find your flavor with Hatfield. I'm still going for it, even with higher stroke risk from atrial fibrillation and a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem. Over a three-year study, Eliquis Apixaban tablets reduced stroke risk better than warfarin, and over 97% of Eliquis patients did not experience a stroke. A first stroke occurred in 2.9% of warfarin patients versus 2.3% of Eliquis patients. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without asking your doctor. It may increase your stroke risk. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding, unusual bruising, or tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. Medications such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners may increase bleeding risk. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-ELIQUIS. Listen to Joe Yakovich on the heart of your money. Sunday mornings at 9 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Learn about investing, tax strategies, and more. Joe Yakovich on the heart of your money. Sunday mornings at 9. Hi, this is Dom Giordano. Your oral health can have an impact on your heart health. That's where my friend, dentist, and board-certified prostodontist comes in, Dr. Robert Benz of the Benz Group in East Norton, talks about it a lot because studies have shown the bacteria in your mouth from gum disease and gingivitis can have a negative effect on your heart. Visit Dr. Benz today to get on the path to good oral health. He delivers state-of-the-art care for his patients. Visit BenzDentalGroup.com or call for your appointment, 610-272-6949. Don't miss the Education Show with Dom Giordano every Sunday morning at 5.30. Find out how you can help your child or grandchild succeed. Sponsored by New Hope Academy. Tune in to Crash Proof Retirement Show, Saturdays at 11 a.m. to hear Phil Canella and Joanne Small. The Crash Proof Retirement Show, Saturday mornings at 11 on Talk Radio 1210. Have you heard all the talk about fresh pet food? Well, at Dogs and Cats Rule, when it comes to fresh, healthy ingredients, we lead the way. Hi, I'm George Parenti, and I'm here to tell you there's nothing better nutrition-wise than fresh food for your pet. Stop in to one of our seven neighborhood locations and ask our expert staff how a real, fresh, meat-based diet can change your pet's overall health and well-being. Shop online at dogsandcatsrule.pet. Dogs and Cats Rule. Shop small, shop local, shop family. You 
want to show that special person in your life how much you care? Then start the new year off with the five C's from Cozy Jewelers. I'm talking about color, cut, clarity, carrot, and of course, the cozy touch. Our diamonds showcase vibrant color, precision cut, unparalleled clarity, and a carrot that captures hearts. All of that adds up to an unforgettable gift, and that is the cozy touch. So for any special occasion, there is only one place to shop, Cozy Jewelers in Newtown Square, or online at CozyJewelers.com. You can't control the weather, but at Horizon Services, we make sure your home is warm all season long. Whether it's time for a tune-up, a repair, or a system upgrade, our expert technicians will guide you to a custom heating solution that gives you peace of mind. We're always available with same-day 24-7 service, and to get you through the rest of the season, we're offering $50 off any repair. Plus, get comfort on your terms with flexible finance options. Your comfort is our priority. Schedule your visit online at horizonservices.com forward slash radio. Tell your smart speaker to play 1210 WPHT. Back. Welcome back in 650 Friday morning. It is Kale and Company, Nick Dawn and Greg. 855-839-1210. Cut sheet 745, day seven of our Disney keyword at 830. The great Sean Farash at 9 o'clock. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the post from Donald J. Trump on Truth Social. As he said, Biden took the documents, quote, in his mental prime time. He shouldn't be allowed to get away with this, and he wasn't protected by the Presidential Records Act. I was cooperative with the investigators. Crooked Joe Biden didn't just the opposite. Following the usual corrupt Democrat playbook, he, quote, willfully retained documents. This is scam justice Deranged Jack Smith and his thugs should immediately drop the totally discredited documents hoax against me. Two-tiered system of justice and selective prosecution. That was Trump last night on Truth Social. So let's get to what transpired yesterday for Trump with the Supreme Court, as it looks like SCOTUS is very, very wary of the attempted effort of Colorado to present their case to kick former President Trump off of its primary ballot. And they questioned yesterday, SCOTUS that being, how a ruling in its favor, in favor of these arguing attorneys of Colorado, would not lead to an unmanageable situation for this nation. I thought that quote was very compelling because they are basically saying they do not want to create this precedent of allowing people to be kicked off of the ballot on a state-by-state basis. I think a lot of people have to remember that the 14th Amendment was created in part to restrict the power of the states, not give them additional powers. And clearly, Colorado and these other states haven't received that memo because only Congress can grant the states the power to strip you off of a ballot. And Congress has not authorized Colorado or any other state to do so. I thought it was a very damning day yesterday. Let's actually play this. This is case seven, Greg. This was uh, Jason Murray, I believe, arguing on behalf 
of the state of Colorado and Trump's removal from the ballot. And listen towards the end as he gets served up by Kavanaugh, Mr. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme Court Justice of the United States. Take a listen to this. He had the opportunity to call witnesses remotely. He didn't use all of his time at trial. There was ample process here, and this is how ballot access determinations in election cases are are decided all the time. Okay. Uh, Second question. Some of the rhetoric of your position, I don't think it is your position, but some of the rhetoric of your position seems to suggest unless the states can do this, no one can prevent insurrectionists from holding federal office. But obviously Congress has enacted statutes, uh, including one still in effect, Section 2383 of Title 18 prohibits insurrection. It's a federal criminal statute. And if you're convicted of that, you are, it says, shall be disqualified from holding any office. And so there is a federal statute on the books, but um, President Trump has not been charged with that. So what, what are we to make of that? Two things, Your Honor. Section 2383 was initially enacted about six. All right, so he goes on to try to make his uh, recovery there. I don't know, Don. I thought it was a bad look yesterday for those attorneys. I, I would call that a SCOTUS smackdown. Yeah. Hard to get somebody removed from a ballot for insurrection when they've never been charged with insurrection. Yeah, it so. was. It you know, it seems like it would it would be nice if they had a unanimous ruling on this and get it out of the way in the sense that let let people go to the polls, let people. You know, let people decide, not unelected officials at the state level. By the way, most most liberals say that as well. Yeah. So it's just these weird leftists that think that this is the right way to do something. Yep. If it's not nine zero, it's going to be eight one. I would agree. Sotomayor said that Donald Trump's due process rights were likely violated, and even Katanji Brown Jackson, a Biden appointee, sounds highly doubtful about this case that Colorado has brought forward. So uh, I think this will be swiftly dealt with, and then. And of course, uh, the primary comes up on March 5th. So a ruling will happen probably in a matter of days, if not a couple of weeks. 855-839-1210. We'll get some news from Dawn to kick off hour number two. Cut sheet at 745 as we continue live on a Friday morning. Nick, Dawn, and Greg on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app.